Today on the Tim Manor Podcast Show, I've got my mate, Jonathan Collier, sports injury specialist from Injury Mechanics. Fancy introduction to you. Fancy introduction. I'll take that. How long have we known each other for? Oh, it's been a good while, isn't it? Because we we actually used to be here, didn't we? We So it's got to be eight years, isn't it? It's got to be, yeah. Seven, eight years, something like that. Yeah. And after all them years... I actually have to say that you are probably the most competitive person that I've ever met in my right, life. Okay. Yeah. Right, where does that come from? Your competitiveness. Um, I've always been since being a kid, mate. Um, to be honest, the massive drive, Robert's my dad. To be honest, my dad's the same. He, he's always had this saying when we were kids, where because he's a bit unhealthy, mate, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. And my dad always used to say, "You beat me when you're good enough." So he never let me win at anything, which is probably harsh. Yeah. From some, some, but I loved it. I really thrived because when I did finally beat him, it was I was like 22 when I finally beat him at anything, but it was like I'd achieved something. Do you know what I mean? And I've always stuck by it. I don't let, I've never, I've done, I never let people win because I think it's something you earn. So I mean, you deserve it. Do you know what I mean? I think you get what you work for, whether it's in business or in life or sport or whatever it is. I just truly believe that. I think if, if, you you win, you're good enough. If you do well in business, you've worked hard enough. Do you know what I mean? No one, no one ever gives it you. Do you know what I mean? You've got to go out and get it. Um, it's a good ethos, yeah. that, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Especially in business as well, where everybody's got this kind of bit of a self-entitled approach, you know, the yeah. world on rules and a living and stuff like that, where yeah. that competitive nature in you gives you that work ethic, doesn't it? Well, I was talking to uh, John, who's our undergrad at the minute, so he only graduated about 12 months ago, so it's almost like we're taking him under our wing as such and trying to teach him the ropes and all that, and he probably gets a little bit edgy and a bit nervous about, is my diary full and all this type of stuff, and it's like, look, if you're just good at your job, it'll come, you don't have to be over dramatic with certain things and you don't have to oversell things, and if you're good at it, you'll get it work hard and get it right and box the basics off and the f- the filled diaries will come do you know what I mean how do you, how do you stop yourself from because you've got that competitive nature and you want it to be the best because right. that is unhealthy yeah, that yeah. bit in there yeah, yeah. because it's like if you always try to be the best like you're yeah. chasing this fucking yeah, yeah. this thing that you can never really really you never have because yeah, yeah. someone's always better yeah. or what's it yeah, yeah. it's just how do you stop yourself from like getting into that a little bit too much especially in business because yeah can... i think there's a with the business side of it, there's a level of realism i think where like all the way we were dead proud of what we're doing at injury mechanics and the the place that we're putting together now there's other facilities that like there's one over in liverpool at the minute which has got the best of the best working in it and there's millions of pounds been spending it and all that realistically we're, we're not going to achieve that do you know what i mean so that's completely different but in terms of the service we can provide, I think that you can always better. You can always improve that. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can ever, you're, you're never satisfied with that. There's always a little bit yeah. service-wise you, you can improve on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll give you it, mate. The engine mechanics, customer service is sick. You know, I message all the time, you know, Maria, um, yeah. Gus, um, it's just done legit, mate. Yeah. And you, you know I mean? You are really good at your job. Yeah. Every time I come to you with a injury, it's it's gone. You're always kicking my door in straight away. Always kicking your door straight in. Straight away. But like, that's what comes from like, yeah. good customer service, doing a really good job, doing a great yeah. job. I think sometimes with that, it sometimes can be a downfall a little bit because we, we always try and have a friendly approach as such. We try and be relatable with people and almost like you're going seeing your mate. Do you know, that type yeah. of thing where, right, this is what we're going to do, but 
what did you get up to a weekend? Do you know that type of thing? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll do my job and we'll have a chat while you're at it. But I think sometimes with that, not everybody, I think people in business understand it. You then get peppered at yeah. 10, to, 10 to 10 on a Sunday night and stuff like that because they think it's just, oh, I'll just text me, mate. And that's probably our downfall a little bit, but it's probably the beast we've created because mm. we do try and have that approach to people. So you sort of take the rough with the smooth with that because I'd always want someone to think I was approachable. Do you know what I mean? I don't want this barrier of... Do you know what you do with a dentist? Yeah, it gets Where a you, bit too corporate, too... Yeah. It, it, it. Like if you ring... You never speak to the dentist, do you? Or you never speak to your GP directly. It's always via somebody and stuff like that. And we do have that in place to a certain degree, but if someone's got something they want to, they're concerned with and they want to actually approach you with that, 100% I'll give you a ring. Do you know what I mean? And I'll have a chat with you and I'll book some time out to speak to you and stuff like that. I'm not... I'm not like that. Do you know what I mean? I'm just a normal lad. Where, a, where did engineering mechanics come from in the first place? Because all I can remember is like you're moving out and I was just like... We're leaving you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. going. Um, like, so what it was, was... So it was originally Stansfield um, years ago. Um, and that was Maria. And then we had performer therapy, which was Gus. And I, I came into all that when I was working at Wigan Rugby. Yeah. So I obviously joined that with with Maria and Gus. Um to compact the business, obviously have my own brand and my own social media and all this type of stuff. And it started to become very confusing with the sort of three identities as such floating about. Like someone are booking with myself and then they'd be coming here and finding a Stansfield logo and they're like, what's all that about? So we had this thing where we're like, this needs to be a collective and we need to come together, have one brand, all that type of thing. Um, So the injury mechanics was just a name that we started throwing out that soundboarding and stuff. Um, and then we slowly tried to sort of uh, eradicate the old brands as such and just have that engine mechanics because people would still ring up Jonathan Collier, they'd still ring up Performer Therapy, they'd still ring up Stansfield, whereas now it's getting to the point where people know engine mechanics. Yeah, yeah it's got a good name for itself, man. It? And it's it's just been that. It's just been a phased progression as such um, yeah. and probably a... Uh, I don't like this, let's change that. That's yeah. We can be better at that, that, let's improve this. And injury mechanics came during COVID um, because we sort of used that time to a benefit, really. Like we had all that time off, so we moved. The opportunity was there because of COVID, because the space came up a few doors up. So it was a case of, right, well, let's, if we're not going to do it now, we're never going to do it. So let's put some finances into the do it up move over, rebrand and almost come out of COVID with a, a new identity type thing. And it, that that was pretty much it. It was just seemed to, timing seemed to fall quite well, if yeah. you know what I mean. And when did you like, because I remember, it's not that you were heavy set, but you had a lot more muscle about you. Right, okay, yeah. Right, yeah. should we go with that? Yeah, if you yeah. want. I, I know where this is going. Right, okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, you just like, just become this like, fucking runner. Right. And I was just like, fucking hell, mate. Like, you lost a shitload of yeah. weight. Like, and this competitive thing came out where you just, yeah. like, next thing you knew, you married from I'm just like, how quick did so that happen? Where that well, have you always from? been a runner? No, 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 no. So I've always been, as you said, competitive and sporty and all that type of stuff. So I was a swimmer originally. Um, I've explained this to so many people because loads of people go, fucking, where have you gone? Like, there's half of you left. Um, I was a swimmer growing up, which is where the competition side of things comes from. Um, and then when I finished swimming, like late teens, mid late teens, it was just weight training. It was just getting big for the beach and 
big for the beach and day for the lads and all that oh, type of stuff it was all about bench press and yeah. all that egotistic it's that age isn't it um, but it was just ticking over there was no competition I didn't go into any sort of I was never nowhere near big enough to go into any sort of competitions or anything like that it was just sort of ticking over put size on get bigger all that type of stuff um, and then in lockdown again COVID was quite a big thing for me lockdown again um, I carried on eating like I was but obviously weren't training because all the gyms were shut so I went a bit puffy and a bit podgy and that type of thing so I just ended up a lump basically which I weren't happy with so I thought right, I need to strip down a little bit started doing my calorie counting and all that lost a bit of size I did a bit of running in that type of training but I didn't like it I hated it to be honest um, doing a 5k every couple of days which was horrendous um, and then my missus found out she was pregnant in the December, Christmas Eve, and I didn't want to be that fat dad. Do you know what I mean? And that was my thing. So that's why I started trying to lose a bit of weight. And when the little one was born, I couldn't really juggle work, life, and gym. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't, I couldn't just couldn't make it work. I'm at work that long during the week. I didn't feel right going straight up because I give a shit basically about my family and stuff like that. I want to actually be there for my child and stuff. Um, so I thought, right, let's sack the gym off a bit and for a bit until I get my routine back and I'll just run for a bit. And then I never went back. And it was just a... What was it? Because you like used to hate it, like doing 5Ks. Yeah. What was the switch in your head where you just found that? The switch, I actually don't remember it vividly, actually, quite weirdly. Um, and I explained, again, I explained this the other day. It was my dad, weirdly enough, again. So I was at my mum and dad's, we'd gone to see them and whatever, and my dad was going out for a run. Lats, it does a bit of running. And I said, oh, what are you going doing? I'll come with you. I'm thinking it was going to be like 5K or something. She says, oh, I'm just going to go and do 10 mile. I said, I can't do 10 mile, Dad. Like, I can't run that far. And she says, well, I'm going. And I thought, well, my dad's 60, like, come on, like, I need to up my game a bit here. I said, go on, I'll come with you. And I went with him knowing he was a little bit slower than me, so I could probably... Take it easy. Yeah. And it was really sociable. It was just a chat with my dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was an hour and a bit... I, jogging in around where we live and just having a bit of a natter and talking about life and all that type of stuff. And it came home. I wasn't knackered. I wasn't feeling sick or anything like that. Like I had been when I've been running these 5Ks full tilt. And I thought, I finally get it. Do you know what I mean? I know finally why a load of people like running. And it was almost like the catalyst of running slowly can actually help you out quite a lot. Um, so that's when my interest in it came. And then true to form... Next, I think within a th two or three weeks, I booked three marathons and then off we went. <laughs> so, it's yeah, just one of them. So, yeah, and the, the rest is history. So, like, I've only really been running what well since my son was alive, really, so about 18 months, pretty much. Um, and again, true to form, I just take it as far as I can take it. So, and I don't, yeah, I don't know if you saw on the, the weekend, I'd set myself a goal at the weekend. Um, to run a certain time this half marathon what time did you go for so I, I the last one I'd done was an hour and 25 and I've not run one since before the winter so I thought right well I've had a good training winter and all that time so let's see if I can do 120 which is five minutes it's still a lot it's, it's just just shy of a mile do you know what I mean in terms of distance wise um, so I thought I'll set myself that target and I did an hour 20 and three seconds and I've never been as pissed off in my entire life. 
three seconds because all I did all we all was going that's a time that three way. seconds he's taking a corner wide or that water stop I'd, I'd lost a couple of steps there and if I'd have gone a bit earlier I'd have gone it's all I was asked about and it was just still it's still pissing me off so you can probably see it's still doing me heading. Um to a point where once I'd finished I thought I want to go again I want to go again I want it it's done me heading that much Um but that's just how I am in life, mate, to be yeah. fair. It's how I am, like I said, in business. It's how I am with my own life. I yeah, it's like, I mean, you strive for excellence, don't you? Yeah, and um, I'm not. And you can, t- you know what I mean? It's um, Obviously, it can traumatise you in points, can't yeah. it? But from yeah, a customer's yeah. point of view, me coming, yeah. I, get, I get such an immense service yeah. and know exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like when, if we get it where people are late for appointments, it irritates me, not because they're late, but because I still need, I still want to try and provide a service in that space, yeah. that that time yeah. and if they're 20 minutes later people come in they'll probably expect to lose that 20 minutes which they do unfortunately but I'm trying to then get an hour session into 40 minutes yeah. do you know what I mean so it's like it makes me on edge and I'm, it, it's just it's just how I am as a person I don't think I'd I wouldn't perform well and I wouldn't work well if I was how did you get that. into sports injury in the first place what was that um, what for right from the beginning um, yeah, yeah from the beginning like what was it was, was there another shift where you just thought that I, this is what I really love doing or uh, no I think it was uh, well it, go back to school I was always sporty I was always in doing PAO every extracurricular thing I'd do it so that was the, the easiest thing and I picked up I picked up biology really quickly like it, it just fit so I mean do you know where some kids get maths like that I was a bit like that with anything anatomy wise, I could just pick it up and it just made sense dead easily. So it was just putting the two and two together. Really. Yeah. That's all it was. Um, you get some people who've had like bad injuries as kids and they think, yeah. oh, I want to go down that route and stuff, which is fine. I, I wasn't one of them. I was just a case of, I think I might be good at this. So let's have a go and see what happens. Um, and that was the rest was history basically it was just I just love your knowledge mate it's like I was, me and Gaz were talking about the other day um, oh. and, and these two leave it a while do you know what I mean oh let's see if it goes away and oh, stuff yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, like yeah. it just seems daft to me yeah. it's just I come to you for knowledge yeah. and I'm like you know my Achilles when you just give me that knowledge or it's just that if you just kind of warm it up mm. it just gives me that alright oh, cool it's peace of mind sometimes yeah, yeah. it's reassurance a lot of it yeah. um, I think it if I'm being honest, text people are surprised sometimes, obviously with accent and all that type of stuff and stereotypes. Someone yeah. actually said it to me the other day, funnily enough. Um, I always remember a woman years ago, she had a couple of disc bulges in her back, um, quite in a lot of pain as well, and didn't want to talk to me and all that. She was frightfully posh, do you know what I mean? Never just silver spoon. Yeah, yeah. And as the weeks went on, she sort of started having a bit more of a rapport with me and a bit of a laugh and a joke. And I always remember the last session she was in, she said, I just get stuck doing a certain movement, but I'm in no pain anymore. I said, I just can't quite do this movement. I said, right, okay. So we did a couple of bits and bobs. I was like, right, stand up, let's do it again. Let's see what you like. She stood up, she could do it. She turned around, she looked me dead in the eye. And she went, do you know what? You're a lot smarter than you sound. And I thought, oh, have you complimented me there or have you just completely blown my legs off? Like, I don't know what you've yeah. done there. Um, Weird one, that, isn't it? Yeah, so... I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get offended yeah, yeah. at all, to be honest. Um, but, uh, and then there's been obviously a couple of things over the years where people have mentioned things and I think it's a stereotype from where you're from, isn't it? I think, obviously, yeah, I think like, so, that type of thing. But, yeah, but yeah obviously, if, if you think I'm knowledgeable, mate, then I'm, 
Yeah, a million percent, mate. A million percent. One, yeah. You know what I mean? I get yeah. so much from you, dude. It's just, um, you know, because I do a lot of training and stuff like that. There's a few things that niggled and I'm just like, I remember what Jonathan's told me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like that peace of mind is like, yeah. it's, it's massive. Because people can, I think Google's the worst thing because they, yeah. they Google all sorts of stuff and they come in with this preconceived idea of this is what it is. This is it. Oh, I'm going to need surgery. Oh, yeah. I need this. I need that. And you go, actually, it's, it's just this. Or if you do X, Y, and Z, it'll settle down. Or they do need surgery, but this won't because it's nowhere near as bad as what you need for surgery. And you can see them physically going, all right, okay. Yeah. I'm all right with that. It's now. massive. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it? You see it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start to think, well. Like you say, Google, you just like work yourself up and you're just like, oh my God, I fucking. But you end up dead. Like, yeah. Yeah, you just think, oh, I might as well chop yeah. it off. Because as soon as you Google it, that's it. You've you've got every symptom under the sun. Yeah. And you're having surgery and you're going to lose your leg and all that type of stuff. And it's just an awful place. Um, do you get a lot more runners coming to you since you've been running yeah 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 yeah. because you're putting that out aren't you and obviously you know you like knowing you the way you're doing you're like you think about your cadence and you think about your form yeah, yeah. and you think well yeah, yeah. right okay what can i do in the gym yeah. to make my fucking what's yeah, yeah. it and that yeah and i think it's it's good because obviously i have that interest in it anyway um the knowledge side of it, I'm always learning anyway. You never stop when you're in that sort of profession. You'll be the same with yeah, it. Yeah. Pardon me. And um, I think when people see that you're active at it, I think they tend to trust your judgment a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and you see it with most, like you see it with a lot of the, like the powerlifting lads. Obviously, I'm never going to be one of them anymore, but you see them powerlifting lads, they'll tend to go to someone who does powerlifting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's why I'm obviously getting the hell of a lot more runners now yeah. um, common ground in it do you know that yeah a million percent man you know someone's gone through the same experiences as you and stuff you know, you know yeah and they that, get that's it that's exactly, exactly yeah, yeah. They, they especially understand. when you come in as well um, I think it's important that you are friends and you have got on the same level as the person yeah. it's that trust thing as well you know what yeah, I mean yeah. me and you talk about all sorts of shit and deep conversations and it's good as well yeah. That, isn't it yeah massively like I've done it before where I've offloaded myself onto someone when I've not really meant to. Yeah. So I mean, I'm quite we emotionally I'm quite I've yeah. said this to you before, yeah. yeah. And I've ended up having a chat with someone and things have come out and I've gone, Damn. Like, <laughs> that went that went off a off a yeah, cliff yeah, somewhere, yeah. didn't it? Thing is with you like um, I think people can judge you quite quickly. Like you say, right. your accent and because yeah, yeah. you're quite it's not you're cold, it's just you're quite stoic and kind of like you don't give your emotion yeah, yeah. but when you get to know you like People really want you, and that's why yeah. you probably your client retention so good. Because after they've been a couple of times, they're like really, really want yeah. you, don't they? Yeah, it's. I, I tend to find I think the, the emotional side of thing because sometimes you do tend to be more of a psychotherapist with some people. Like they yeah. they offload the troubles on you. I think if you've had any sort of past experience, yeah, I think it, it sort of levels put levels with them do you know what I mean um, so like if they're going through tough times or whatever and you say oh this it happened with me and this that the other and I dealt with it x y and z they sort of almost understand because they're not talking to someone who's involved in it do you know what I mean they just sort of sign board off you mm. um, which I'm quite happy for people to do do you know what I mean Everything yeah I think it's because you've got the nature and you're still in it you're a good listener you Right. Aren't you? Yeah. You never yeah. even think that, do you? No, I just no, no. part of the job. You man. are a good listener, oh. mate. Really good listener. And people need that, don't they? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's nice to for someone to hold space and just be there for someone and just just listen. Yeah. There's a lady that comes in and she's she's been going through a bit of a rough time for the last I'd say two years now. To be fair, 
with numerous different things. And I all when when she is in, I always have her as my last one on a Saturday because I I know I'm going to overrun because first twenty minutes I don't do anything. She just talks at me. I don't even move. I don't even ask how her how her neck is or her back or whatever it is. She just offloads everything on me and you just give a little bit back. And I think she needs it. So if I'm, I finish late on a Saturday, but she mm. feels better for it, well, so what? Do you know what I mean? It's one of them. Yeah, I agree um, with that. It's just, um, I think a lot of, you know, sometimes like things can happen in your body because you're holding on to stress and stuff and anxiety. Yeah, definitely. Can't it? You yeah. know, your back can go and stuff because you're holding on to that yeah. much tension and stuff like that. So yeah. it is all part of the, the actual process. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I, I explain this a lot in terms of like the, the crossover between physical stress and mental stress. Yeah. Um, for some bizarre reason, people think your brain and your body are two separate things. You're connected. Do you know what I mean? So the way you think, the way you feel, all that type of stuff, it will have an effect. Um, if you are mentally stressed you'll interpret pain a lot stronger um so if you've have if you have a bit of neck pain for example and you're stressed at work or family or relationship or whatever it is you will interpret that neck pain a lot more because naturally yes physically you're up there like that but your body's almost on like a almost like a, a defense flight yeah it's on one of them so as soon as it starts feeling anything it starts trying to de- defend it so that type of thing's massive as well so it's there's a lot of there's a lot of parts. How do you how, how do you go about obviously training yourself on and, and knowledging yourself on that because that's not really what they teach you, do they? In like no, you know the the, the, the basic education. How do you go about learning stuff like that yourself? It's a very person orientated job, um, and funny enough, it's something I've always said since you said it weirdly enough ages ago. It's a job where people invest in a person. Yeah, I think rather than a service as such where I think if you trust someone and you're comfortable with someone and all that type of stuff, what if you trust me, what I tell you, you'll do it. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think if you've not got that trust, you'll second guess it. If you didn't trust what I was telling you and I said, look, Tim, if you do this, this and this, you'd more likely go and start Googling it or doing your own research and double-checking or not listening because you don't trust that person. And I think you need to develop that rapport with people and I think it's not something that can be taught. I think you've just got to have it, I think. I think I know we spoke about the creative side of things yeah. that I definitely don't have. Um, I just couldn't do your job, period. End of. I just don't have it. Or what it takes, I just do not have it. Um, and I think you, fought, unfortunately, in our profession, you do get them where they'll have all the knowledge in the world and they can read every textbook under the sun, but they just lack that personality. Do you know what I mean? That personal approach. Don't know how to create connections with people yeah, and on, dead, on a certain dead level. straight and there's yeah. no, no rapport with them. And yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, that's what I'm saying about you. It's like you think you're going to be like that, but you're not. Right. You know, from first yeah, impressions, yeah. you think, oh, here we go again. I've got another who's going to tell you know, yeah. me. But like, as soon as you get past that, but it's that person's own fault. I always say that in terms of you turn the professionalism on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When it's a first person, first person, first introduction, I'll try and gauge you before I, yeah. I show you me. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like I I will start ultra professional and I'll talk you through absolutely everything you want. If you want to listen to talk, if you want me to talk about the body for sixty minutes. I will do. Don't really want to, but I will do. Um, and I'll start and I'll gauge that person if they become and they're. Mr. Relax and they just yeah whatever man you just do what you need to do and they start asking me questions about my own life and all that type of stuff guard down straight away I'm, I'm more comfortable being that person than 
Mr. Stoic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mr. Professional and all that. I'm more comfortable just being, because I'm sorry, I'm just a normal fella. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's just me. It's a mad one, isn't it? The actual, the, the, the psychology of it all. Yeah. Um, and, and building that rapport and letting someone trust you. It's massive. I've never, I've thought about it before, but I'm not, you know, because I, I'd say, I'd, I'd, I'd say what you say is gospel. Okay. Just because we built up a trust yeah, and I know yeah. you, I know yeah. you know your shit. Yeah. For me to then go and go start googling it is like it, it's a, it's a detrust of like what I mean you were built up. But we did this the opposite way around, didn't we? We had some leaflets done for for work, yeah. and I know we spoke to Will about it, and he was sending me stuff, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, he said, do you like this or do you want it? How do you want it? I have like, no yeah. idea. I said, you do it. Like that's you're miles better at it than I am. Yeah. So I've no idea you you do it. I think when you get like that with people, you can trust in their abilities a little bit. And if you need a, I don't know, a PT, you know someone, trust him, I'll listen to what he's saying, or you need somebody out, a joiner, whatever, whatever it is, you just go to someone you trust, yeah, do what you need to do, I'll leave you to it. So I think if you start second-guessing people and picking at them, and I'm not quite sure about this, or you could have done that better, you just don't trust them, do you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just makes your life hell of a lot easier when you're surrounded by people you you can rely on. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's big that's, that, that's, that's it's the big thing. Isn't it? that, yeah, yeah. yeah, massive. What's um what what's your sort of like future goals with engine mechanics then? What have you, Maria and Gus, kind of talked about moving it forward? Um, a lot of stuff. I mean, we we like to think we're constantly trying to progress. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we're constantly trying to change things and do things. We the ultimate thing is providing the best service we can do. Um. I think there's times where we almost overreach ourselves as such, where, oh yeah, I'll take on that extra appointment, oh yeah, I'll do that, or we're probably working longer than we should do. Like last week I was in, my first appointment every day was six o'clock in the morning last week because I couldn't fit them anywhere else, but they were happy coming at that time, so so I did it. Um, to me, that was just losing an hour's sleep, but it just meant I was more tired at the end of the day. And ideally, not that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Probably, probably being able to work a little bit less, um, trusting in people we bring in. Do you know what I mean? To do the similar sort of things that we do, um, and then that offloads our time to either put more in, more into the business or have a little bit more of a, a home life or a bit more time for ourselves and stuff like that. But these are all like <coughs> five, ten plus year goals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we we don't really try to run before we can walk until we've got something boxed off and we're happy with it and right that can look after itself then we'll move on to something else um but yeah the goal is just to continuously improve service i think mm. and if there's new things that like you see a lot with these there's a lot of these gimmicks on the market what are them things you got out for the legs what's that all about what like is compression that boots. yeah so yeah so they're, they're just uh, what are they the, the compression boots yeah so they work on pneumatic pressure so basically I, I put it on the post actually it's a it's like a, a massage as such um so if you've had like heavy legs from training when you've been with charlie farm yeah, and yeah. stuff like that and you and you your legs are tired and ever ideally pardon me you, you look again like a, a sports massage or whatever it is just to flush everything out they're just an easy tool to use where you put them on you'll sit on them for 40 minutes an hour whatever it is and you'll just get that compression through the lower part of your leg all the way up to sort of your upper thigh and your groin, then it'll relax and do it again. It's trying to flush out um, it's obviously last lactic acid build up and get some blood flow going and all that type of stuff. Um, I actually put on the post, they'll never 
never replicate the basics of recovery, like getting your nutrition right and sleeping yeah. well and your training program right and all that type of stuff. But they're just an handy little tool that you'll mm. that you can incorporate if you've got the ability to and the finances to and all that type of thing. They're a nice little tool just to throw in as like a, a little bonus. Can um, I talk about the recover pros, the vibrating massage guns and yeah. JC's opinion on that? Of course you can. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Right, okay. So you mean like the, the, the massage gun? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So I think there's a place for them, but I don't think they're used properly. So you see them all How in. are people using them at the minute? What 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 do they think they do? What are they going to do? So the, you see people using them on Instagram and stuff like that where, oh, I've had a tough leg session, so now I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. use these or I'm going to run up and down. This is like the day or two after. They're based on a really old Chinese style of massage called Tapotman. So to Portman's like, you've seen people doing all this stuff yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. in films and stuff and they're chopping. Yeah. That's to Portman and that gives you a really short, superficial stimulation of blood to the surface, which lasts 10, 15 minutes or so and then dies off. Um, that doesn't really get used as much anymore. When they used to use it, it was more like pre-game. So like if you had someone just going out for a football yeah, match yeah, yeah. and so my, my arm is a bit tight and they just give it a bit of a to portman and such I've not seen someone do it for yeah. ages but um, again I've because of your knowledge that's what I've been doing mine where before I was using it after a thing to I don't know yeah. why I was doing it yeah. but then I started using it on my cars and stuff before I go out for a run yeah, and, it and, just, and it's so much looser on me Achilles and stuff yeah I love it so actually I think things like that there is a place for them but they just used badly yeah. like I'll have people and it drives me around twist where they've said they've they're marketed like that though, aren't they? Yeah, of course, the remarkers are a recovering too, but I think the the market's bigger for that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think if people are oh, recovery, so, because re- at the minute, recovery's huge. Like, people are all on ice baths and all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's a bigger target audience, and that's why they do it. Um, but like you've done, though, the, the better to be used pre-event. Um, but like people have an injury, and they'll come in and go, oh, I've had that massage going on it. I says, it made it worse by any chance. Oh yeah, it did feel a bit worse after it because yeah. it's because you're irritating. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's too That's aggressive, exactly what happened with me. Yeah, it's just like too dumb legs and stuff. Did that, and I'm just like fucking hell, man. I'm just like like irritating my legs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's just not. It's just lack of information, really, because like I said, it is marketed as a recovery tool. Yeah, which is massive market, isn't it? Yeah, of course. It's. I mean, I think one of them had Cristiano Ronaldo as like the yeah, yeah. The, the main the guy. It, yeah. So you're just gonna go oh, Ronaldo uses it, so I'll use it. Yeah. It's just how marketing works, isn't it? Bullshit. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I'm not one of these that's like throw it in the bin. It's a load of rubbish. But use it properly. Yeah. So I mean, use it at the right time. Um, a bit like the ice bath, to be fair. Like the recovery tool to be used obviously after training and all that type of stuff reduce your reduce your bleeding to your muscles reduce your swelling inflammation and all that type of thing brilliant use them what are you um, what are your thoughts on using it before training um it's not ideal really because you you're reducing the, the blood flow to the tissue so if you're basically reducing the blood flow to your let's say you're doing a leg day for example or you're doing an heavy leg session if you're reducing the blood flow to that area and then going flipping tires or yeah, yeah. or doing heavy squats and stuff. The blood flow that, that's when you've got in that bathtub has gone to your organs because it's like a defense mechanism. So you've not really got a large amount of blood flow in, in your, your muscles. So then when you get out of there and go, right, I'm going to go and do some squats, there's no blood flow in there to, to stimulate everything. Right. So you're probably just going to be sore as yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much afterwards. Um, 
and there's actually a lot of research to suggest with ice baths if it's used in line with a strength training program it actually decreases your level of protein synthesis which means your actual muscle gain will be decreased as well right but if it's used as a recovery tool as a short-term recovery tool that's where you'll get the benefit from it um, are you saying to train and then do it straight after or do yeah. you train and do then after. leave it for a bit and then do it no I'd do it I'd, I'd do it relatively straight after right um, that's where you get most you, benefit from it yeah because naturally as you exercise you, you're damaging your muscles that's that's the whole point so you're getting these small micro-tours within the within the tissue you're going to cause bleeding inflammation intramuscular swelling all that type of stuff so your job then is to try and minimise that because you're that'll minimize your thumbs yeah. and your soreness and stuff. So if you're getting out of that and then you're focusing on your recovery relatively soon after it, you're going to limit that bleeding, limit that swelling, limit that inflammation. Yeah. So then the following couple of days, it's not as bad as it would have been if you'd let it bleed. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll get it where people will, going back to the running thing, where they've been out during winter, it's freezing, they've run for 10 miles or whatever it is. First thing you want to do is jump in a warm bath and get warm again. But it's probably the worst thing you can do because it's just going to cause a load of bleeding. Do you know what I mean in the in the tissue? So then you're sore as anything for a couple of days after. Um, but it's like a lot of things in the market is to just use it at the wrong time. Yeah. I can know a lot of people using them now in the morning for like mental wellness and stuff like that, and having that time to themselves and and ice water therapy and all that. That's something completely different. Yeah. That's something I don't really get. Do you know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand that, so I probably won't even comment on it. But the actual recovery side of things, that's when you'd use it pretty much straight after a session. Talk to you about foam rollers. Oh, foam rollers, right, okay. Foam rollers, again, were massive a few years ago. Big thing, big... Um, so what I'm looking for. Like sort the trend, of, a bit of, of a trend, line, yeah, yeah. a bit of a craze type thing. Massive thing. Every football club, rugby club, whatever, had a massive wall full of them and all lads to do a foam rolling session. People still use them now, um, but not really to much benefit anymore um it's a, the the risk reward thing out of it's not great because it have you, done, have you done it i've done it yeah fucking it's not nice it. no it hurts done it yeah and for the level that it hurts compared to what you get out of it is next to nothing yeah. um like you'll get people in and they'll be phone rolling their rt bands and being absolute agony yeah it's you might as well just sit there and do nothing because you're not you're not changing that structure do you know what I mean? The, R the RT band as an example is just Which that. was a big one how it was marketed, wasn't it? Yeah, massively, because it was a fascia release yeah, tool yeah, yeah, and your yeah. RT band's a, a band of fascia. Um, but your RT band's that strong, there's been umpteen research articles and tests and all that to show that you've got to put a ridiculous amount of force through it to even attempt to try and change it. So rolling about on a bit of form is not going to change it. Getting someone to stick their elbow into it isn't going to change it. Just leave it alone. I say work on the tissues around it, fine. Quads, hammies, all that type of stuff. But the actual IT band itself, you're just wasting your time. You might as well not bother. Um, mad that, innit? Yeah, mad. Fucking everybody tells you, oh, work on your IT band. Yeah, you don't bother. Like I say, the, the, with your IT band, you've got a couple of attachment points, basically. You, your glutes and one of your hip flexors blend into it, and then it attaches on the outside part of your knee. So if you're getting tightness through the look at strengthening and mobilising your glutes and hip flexors, basically, leave it alone, because you're just going to, piss it off basically what are the for you what are the best forms of recovery uh, nutrition sleep um, and getting your programming right the, the three big ones for me um, like what about, right. what about stretching I'm not a big 
stretchy person. No, not really. It's a, it's a short term. Yes and no, because I love yoga, right? So obviously that crosses over. But um, I think as a recovery tool, it helps short term. Do you know what I mean? You get a very short term relief from it. Um, but then the actual fundamentals of getting the right amount of protein in, getting the adequate amount of sleep in, make sure you're not overexerting yourself, overloading, overtraining. That and let your body do its what it's meant to do. Yeah, let it, let it do its thing. Yeah, people try and rush it and force it and stuff like that, and that's typically yeah. when they be, they come injured. Like if you've done, again, use the run as an example. If you've done a, a 10k flat out on the Sunday. Ideally, let's not go for a run on the Monday, but if you have to, really limit your speed, keep your speed right down, keep your distance right down, just get your legs ticking over, things like that, just to sort of stimulate a bit of blood flow. There's no point in then going, trying to attempt to do another 10K full tilt because you're just not recovered. You're biologically impossible. Mm. That's why when you see these in the Olympics when they're doing the 400s, for example, the times get quicker and quicker as they they go through it because your top men and women who are, who are going to win it at the end, they can hold back in the first heat. So, I mean, they don't have to overexert. Because if they overexert in the first couple of heats, by the time you get to the final, they're knackered. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that type of thing. But that, um, it crosses everything, that, that programming, doesn't it? Yeah. Just getting your programming right. Yeah. It's strength and conditioning, whatever it is. Yeah. Looking at your sleep, looking at your Apple Watch, and about, okay, how much sleep did you have last night? Maybe I shouldn't be doing that today because my yeah. body's... And I think we're getting better at it, to be honest. I think a lot. I think people are getting miles better at doing that. Yeah. Because of Garmin's and Apple Watches yeah, 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 and Wii yeah. bands and stuff like that, people are getting a lot better at being aware of that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very aware that no matter what what's gone on the day before as well, if I'd if I've had a stressful day, yeah. Um, that obviously my adrenaline, my cortisol levels might be like so. Maybe I won't go as heavy the, the day after. Yeah. And, stuff. and sometimes it's a case of doing that, listening to your body and thinking, do you know what. I don't want to go as heavy or as fast or whatever it is, but yeah. I could do with it just for my head, just yeah. for a bit of me time and a bit of space and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm going to go, but I'll just do it slowly. I'll do it light or whatever. Not for any sort of performance benefit, but more for a mental thing. Yeah. Um, everyone does it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, there's a reason why people who hit it hard constantly are always injured because there's no focus on yeah. recovery and getting yeah. better and all that type of thing I can, I can tell when my mental fitness is on point that I don't suffer that many injuries yeah I find that if I'm physically fit I perform better in all parts of my life yeah work and home and everything um, I think it's just because it makes me happier it's just getting that balance in it yeah it's so hard so hard so difficult to get it right um, I've I got it probably both ways I got it wrong when I first started, when we, like I said, when my little lab were born, I got it wrong then when I was probably trying to juggle too much. And then I thought, right, well, I'll not do it. And then I wasn't performing enough or training enough for myself. So then I wasn't my best person. And then I finally think like I'm getting the right balance now where I can start to try and perform a bit better. And I've still got plenty of time to do what I need to do home and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously work falls in the middle. It's half you because of the nature of the person that you are because when you're all in on something, you're fucking all in on something, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. So to back off from something and get that balance right, yeah. I'm sure that's a, like a really sort of like internal battle for you. Well, I keep getting this at the minute with triathlons. People keep pecking me about doing triathlons and stuff because of obviously my swimming background. Yeah. And, oh, you'd be, you'd be great at it. You need to do it. I'm not doing it. I'll do it later in life because if I bought a bike... 
it wouldn't be a couple of hundred quid. It'd be a few thousand. Yeah. If I bought a bike and I started training, it wouldn't be to work and back. It'd be out, 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 yeah. And I just don't want to give that time up. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, you, yeah. little one's only young once, so I don't want to miss it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just not doing it. It's um, a clever move, that mate, isn't it? Yeah. Really clever move. Yeah, yeah. And I will do it, and I've got aspirations of doing Ironman one day and stuff like that. I'm deaf, that'll definitely be on my cards. Um, but just not yet. I will do it. Um, I'll get me running right. The swimming looks after itself. I'll get me running right, and then obviously I'll start with the bike. Um, is, is, is running your... I don't like saying the, the word mental health for some reason. I like saying mental fitness instead. Yeah. It's yeah. just like got this... No, I'm with you. I get, I get you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And what, how do you, what do you do for your mental fitness? And is, is running your meditation, is is, is that your... Um, we've been on about this before, haven't we, about yeah. the, the meditation and all that type of stuff. I, I've, I tried meditating once and I just couldn't do it. I was too like, I've got this to do, I've got that to do, this. Yeah. I, I just couldn't do it. Um, to a degree, yeah, I'd probably say so. I think it's not as much of, oh, I'm out and I'm free and all that type of stuff and all the stresses are out. I think because of what I gain from it as a person, then yeah, I, I feel better as a person yeah. after it. Like, there's a couple of times, and she'll probably not admit it, but she will do, where like me and Mrs. have said something, I've been not bickering, but just usual, usual home life stuff. And she goes, Oh, will you just go away and go for a run? And I will, I'll go, I'll come back, different bloke. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm sound and I'm all right. Yeah. And oh, she's get, like, I know totally you need that. to get out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because I, I, I can't cope with being cooped up. Yeah, uh, don't like it one bit, and I think that's probably why I like doing things outdoors. Yeah, I, I know we spoke about going walking and hiking and stuff like that, because obviously I spend a lot of my days in a clinic room or in a gym uh, working stuff like that. I don't want to then go home and get locked in again. Yeah. I want to go out. Do you know what I mean? I'll, even if I just put little in it pram and go for a walk or just get out and go for a run, I just know I like being outside. Um, it's mad, so, isn't it? You've got, you've got, as you get older, you're like, you've got to really understand yourself and you've got to make sure that yeah. you're hitting everything that you need. Yeah. Look, if you're a person that needs to be outside, you, you need to get yeah. outside. I think yeah, I think that's a good point what you're making there about finding yourself because um, I listened to a podcast a little while ago with, I can never remember his name. Do you know the fellow that did the chimp paradox? Oh, right, yeah, I know you oh, mean. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. Um, and he was talking about... Um, mental maturity when you start to mature as a um as an adolescent and all that and he said blokes are between 25 and 30 so once you get to 30 you're cooked if that's that's how you are from 30 onwards and obviously i'm getting up to that age now and i think that's bang on for me i only really think i've started finding who i am mm. from that age to be honest um whereas like i understand the fact of if i'm getting a bit ratty yeah. go and do something get out, go and exercise, do something like that. Um, whereas I know, obviously, other people channel that in a different way. They go, they go to the pub for a pint and it's yeah, an unhealthy yeah, way yeah, of doing yeah, it, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Or they might binge eat or whatever it is. Um, whereas for me, it's just, I've probably started to find who I am over the last few years. Um, I don't know, I know I always go back to it, but I do genuinely think becoming a dad's been the massive thing for me. Um, because the level of responsibility is just skyrocketed after that. I think you can be a bit... What's the biggest thing you've learnt from being a dad? For, um, for yourself, what's the... Um, just responsibilities, mate, to be fair. Like I said, yeah. I think before, before obviously, Roman, it was... I probably was a bit more... 
I don't think free spirit is the right way, but I was a bit more impulsive. Yeah. Um, whereas like if I was, if I was bored, I'd book an holiday. Do you know, something like a weekend away or something like that to go and do something, to me to get away and do something. Um, whereas now I've then got to prioritise what I, what's important for me in my life. And obviously my son comes first and everything else revolves around that. Um, yeah, I think growing up, maturing and all that, that's been the big thing for me. And I, I was, and I still am, luckily, really fortunate that I have an idol as a dad. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I love my dad to bits. And I think I want to replicate what he did with me, with me, with my little lad, do you know what I mean? So it's Just almost like I'm, yeah, yeah, it, it's almost like I'm trying to redo what my dad's done. And become a role model for yourself. Yeah, it's second time round. So that's yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Like it, it was funny. I saw an old mate of mine. I saw his dad in in AO, which is a country park near us. And I was just pushing little, and he come over and had a look. And he says, "Oh, you thought it, Daft, Daft Johnny, your dad?" Because obviously everyone's been a bit a bit mental in the time and stuff yeah. like that. So I was a bit a bit backward back in the day. And obviously he knew me up to being like what sixteen, seventeen, and stuff like that. So it was. Yeah, you just kind you of just, a moment. Yeah, you just change your life around a little bit, don't you? So, so yeah, that that's it for me. It's more trying to be a bit of a yeah. sort of an inspiration for him, really. So, has he has he sort of balanced you then? Would you say him and my wife? I think. Yeah, I think both of them in the in their own ways. Because um, obviously, she just knows how I tick. She I mean, completely knows how I tick, and I can't add anything because she just gets me. Um, and then obviously, he's. he's I think that's pretty much it from before. I think I just know what how I want to be as a as a parent because I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. So I want to what my both my mum and my dad did for me. I want to I want to do for him. I can't have the example that I had and then not be a good parent. Do you know what I mean? So I've, I've yeah. got to up my game a bit. Do you know what I mean? That's that's my thing. So even like I said, even with the, the fitness side of things, going back to that, I want him to be that kid in the playground, he's proud of his parents. Do you know what I mean? I don't want him to be yeah. like, you know, my dad's bang average and all that. I want to be pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's good that, mate. Yeah, I love that. I, I think that will be a moment if it ever happens when he's older and if he's, God forbid, if he brags about me or anything daft like that. Because I used to, I've, I've bragged about my dad all the time. Um, but uh, that'll be a, that'll be a thing. Do you know what I mean? That'll be a, a big thing for me that, um, but we'll see what happens. Do you know what I mean? It def- it'll definitely happen. Yeah, I think we I mean? both know that. Yeah, yeah. Like. So it's mad, Danny. We've never talked about that before. No, no mad, I, mentally, it kind of what comes out. Yeah, just comes out, doesn't it? And this yeah, is- but you see, I mean, I'm not like fucking like being victim right. here, like, yeah. but like, I've never had a dad. Yeah. I've never had a male to look up to. Um, and I can imagine how amazing that is to look up to your dad still at 60, yeah. still running and stuff like that. I'm just thinking, wow, I wish I wish I had that. Yeah. I think that's respect to you, mate, and, and your mum and, and yeah, everyone yeah. else around you that that then you've become the the yeah. person you are and you've not had that. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that probably says a lot more about, about you than it does about me. Do you know what I mean? I think if you've managed to do that on your own without that... Um, Male role model as such, yeah. then that, that's off to you. 
I think there's um, you know I think there's a, a lot of sort of like I know people say it again it's like a bit toxic masculinity but like you know it's people like yourself and people like your dad you know that should be really leading the way and just like showing other people how yeah. it should be done from a place of yeah. kindness and integrity and like doing the right thing and yeah. you know nurturing yeah. you know it, it, it's amazing mate honestly it's amazing yeah it's a big thing and I think you learn from your own experiences yeah. I think um, like obviously me so mum and dad have have worked hard all the life and stuff like that and like COVID again prime example of said I weren't working um, so obviously they helped us out a little bit and they've always said that we didn't have it at your age but because we struggle it don't mean you have to do you know what I mean that type of thing um, so obviously they helped us out there and obviously when we got back into it then they, obviously they sorted us out there so that just took the mental stress off me a little bit in that scenario and that's just them learning from the past experiences. What's your, what's your dad like? Is your dad like you, stoic? Like, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. What's your mum like? The, the... Um, it's funny, you know, because I'm, I'm a lot like my mum and a yeah. lot like my dad in so many ways. So I yeah. I don't really mince my words as such. Yeah. If, if you've pissed me off, you've pissed me off. I'll tell yeah. you. My mum's exactly the same. She doesn't hold back. Do you know what I mean? If she knows, if you irritated her, she'll go... I've just got to tell you. I respect that, that mate. I, like I respect it. that. Yeah, yeah. Respect that. I no, we were talking about that level of maturity. I, I like it. I thrive off that. As a teenager, we we clashed heads a lot because if I thought I was right, I am right, and you're not telling me any different. Like you're having it type thing. So me and mummy's clash heads, but my dad's like, I'll sit in a corner, let it all happen, then come in with words of wisdom, settle everybody down. My brother's like that. Uh, Simon's like my dad in that sense. He'll just step back let it all happen I'll come careering in and hell to the consequences type thing yeah. um, but that my mum in the flip side of it least sporter least sporter least competitive person you have ever met in your entire life she was that annoying teacher that take the ball off you right. because it was getting too competitive and she'd call it a draw I hate draws I fucking <laughs> stand draws I hate draws so much and she'd take the ball off you and she'd confiscate I used to hate that she used to confiscate Man, my brother's football, <laughs> and like mainly because uh, Simon's seven years older than me, and he's a bigger build than I am, a couple of inches taller, a lot bigger, and I couldn't stick that. Like seven years younger, and this giant's walking around the house. So we were always trying to wrestle each yeah, other yeah. and football. I was always trying to foot him and, and make a scene. Do you know what I mean? And it ended up obviously end up in a push and a shove, and my mum would come over and just confiscate ball and just kill all the fun. Oh, what are you doing? She said, no, confiscated, I've had enough, it's a draw. And I used to hate that so much, I hate draws. Um, whereas my dad's the other way around. I remember Father's Day in, I think it was first first lockdown it was. Obviously we couldn't meet up or anything like that. So I rung her Simon up and I said, look, let's go for game heads and volleys. It's like old days, you know what I mean? Um, and we were playing and my dad was in there and we needed one header to win it. And our Simon's put this cross in and I've seen my dad coming out at nets and I've come like that. And I thought, someone's getting out of here. Like, and I don't know who's going to back out. <laughs> Simon had pulled out. It had just sounded like I'd leave it. It's a goal's a goal, do you know what I mean? Whereas I'm coming in and I'm seeing my dad and he's seeing me, I'm thinking, I, I can't take my dad home on Father's Day with like missing teeth. <laughs> yeah. I can't flatten my dad on Father's Day. So he's come out, obviously I've ducked like that. He's come up the top, caught the ball, thrown it at me, kicked it in the net game over I lost 
the scene, you've never seen anything like, oh, are you still scared of your dad? You know, giving it all that. And I'm like, no, I was trying not to injure you. And he wouldn't have none of it. And he was like, no, nah, you still pulled out. So he's still got it. Like yeah, I said, he's yeah, yeah. 61 and all that. <laughs> he's still got it. So he's, That's class there. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. Like I said, he's still got, he's doing his, he's actually going for his first marathon actually in May. So I'm pacing him for that. Um, and he wants to go sub four. Which Oof. is 61's That's class, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. obviously I'll run with him on that, and I'll I'll buzz off that. Do you know what I mean? That's a proper memory. Yeah, if we get a moment, mate. Yeah, running running a marathon. That's all you get in this life is the yeah, moments, isn't it? Sticking with it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think there's a few times with that. I feel like I've spoke about it more, but there's a few times with that where I've been training this this marathon block, and I needed to go out for a long run on a Sunday, and my dad needs to go out as well. And his training is not quite where my match is up to. Whereas one half of him is going, no, I need to do my own stuff. And the other half of it is not many people get that chance to go and have a run with the dad. So I'm like, yeah, come on, we'll go out. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot slower than it needs to be and it's probably not as far as I need to go and stuff yeah. like that. But it's their memories, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's that That's type all of all it's about, mate, isn't it? Yeah, it's that type of thing. So like I say, when, God forbid, when he's not here, I'm yeah. going to give a shit if I'm yeah. there's a couple of seconds off my time because I've had their memories, you know what I mean? It's that type of thing. So Sick that, mate. Yeah. Isn't it? So it's that type of thing. So yeah, we have got emotional, haven't we? I think. Yeah, it's good, mate. Yeah, it's, it's good though, isn't it? It's, it's good. It's got deep, yeah. But you know what I mean? It, it's, you know, the reason I keep coming back every time I'm injured, I'm not just going to go to anybody else. It's like, yeah. I know that I can trust you with everything. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's a big thing for me, that yeah. trust. Yeah, like, like I said, I know, I know we've had conversations outside of here that have been quite, yeah deep emotional and all that type of stuff and I think the beauty of it is it stays within that yeah, that room do you know what I mean and it stays within that because there is the confidentiality side of things I think obviously podcasts you're putting it out there for, for everybody aren't you but um, I think them things that you, that you speak about they do stay there and I think you've got to trust that person to have yeah. them, them conversations you know what I mean yeah um, yeah I mean you know we had I try to have the same relationship you've got with me. You know, I know we're friends, but, you know, I'm also a client of yours. Yeah. I, I try to do that same thing with my client. Well, I do the same thing yeah, with yeah. my client. I think um, it shows it's on a total different level, isn't it? I think it's yours, to be fair. Like, you get people who have that rapport with you. Yeah. Um, and they'll put they'll put things on social media and stuff yeah. and things like that. And they'll help you out. Um, like, I had a lad who, me, I was just telling him that, my, my dry broke at home you know just one of these conversations and he works at AO.com and he's like well then let me know I'll, get, I'll sort you out do you know what I said do you not mind he said no 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 I'll, I'll get some money off and all this so we sorted it out and he says I've sorted it for you they'll deliver it they'll take the rolling away they'll plumb it in for you all that type of stuff and I thought nice one that cheers thanks very much and I was treating his girlfriend at the time and I said look what does he like because I know him, but I know he doesn't, the typical bloke things, he doesn't like beer, yeah, so he yeah. doesn't drink, so you can't get him that. And he's not really a materialistic kind of lad. And I was like, I'm struggling now, like, what's he into? Because he's into gym, so I thought, we'll just buy some protein powder or something like that, just to say thank you. And she, oh, he likes dirt chocolate. I said, all right, saying. So I got him these, like, hotel chocolate things for dipping his brew, basically. I've never seen someone so happy about it. Like, he was buzzing. He was like, oh, you didn't have to, you didn't have to do that. And I thought, well, you've helped me out, so it's just a... A thank you. Talk and gestures, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Just a thank you. Um, but I like that when people are like, like we get, obviously people bring Christmas cards and presents and stuff at Christmas yeah. and it's lovely. Yeah. And like when little were born, I got loads yeah. of cards and stuff off people. And 
I mean, I, I don't do that with me, with my dentist and my doctor yeah. anyway, because I don't really know them. That's why, I mean? you, that's why, you know what I mean, you know, obviously me and you talk, it's that you just know that, listen, you've got a good business, but you've got a really, really good brand you. Right. Haven't you? Have we? Yeah. Oh, thanks. But it's not about the logo, it's not about what you look, it's just how you make people feel, Just mate. people, I think. But it's a, and, it's and a personable that, job, though, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't get that right, mate. A lot of people don't no. get it right. It's but you've got, you've got it spot on just because of your dad, your mum, you as a person. Yeah. You know, you just, you, you, the frequency you put out there when you come in and everything, it just, you, you feel really looked after, you feel good. Yeah. Good. I, I that's appreciate all, that's that. all that matters, mate. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think the reputation. That's yeah, all that the brand The reputation's massive for me. Like, I was, again, back to COVID again, I went on this, almost like training programme time. He was a Canadian fella, actually, who was running it, and he, he owned a load of clinics and stuff, and he was just out to survive, things like this. So I was watching that, and then he got on to about Google reviews, and he started talking about, oh, I don't really give a shit about what people think, and this, that, the other. It's all about money, and blah, blah, blah. I'm keeping your fancy ticking over, and I thought... So I, I logged out, I was like, he has no, no idea where no I'm at. Because Google reviews are massive to me. Like, what people say, yeah. we're, we're built on word of mouth and yeah. stuff like that. Our website, it's, it's, it's good, it does its job, and it's that we don't really push it that much, as we should do. You've probably shouted us enough, I don't push yeah. social media half as much as I should do. And we're always relatively busy because fortunately enough, people talk about us and people yeah. say good things and nice things about us. And it's huge and it's not always about numbers. Do you know what I mean? People say, how many have you had in this week? I don't know. I don't, really, I don't count. Yeah. I mean, what's your, how many people you've had this month? No, no idea. Not a clue. Because I don't count and it's, it's people, not numbers. Do you know what I mean? I hate, I hate it. I mean, you get some clinics and it's all about get me, yeah, get me, yeah, get me, yeah, get me. Yeah, like yeah, loads yeah. of people speak to us about insurances and we don't deal with them because I don't want Joe Bloggs coming through the door, he's got a bit of a crick neck because he's blagging a whiplash that someone's crashing to the back of him. Not my area, that. Don't anything to do with that. I want genuine people, real people, whether they're sporty, they're not sporty, all that type of stuff. Real people coming through the door, real complaints and you want to change their lives. Like, best one I've ever had. And I might have told you, but I've told loads of people this story. Always stuck them in. Not heard from her for a while, so God forbid there's anything, anything happened to her. But um, I had this little woman years ago. It's called Ethel. I'll give her a different name. Call her Ethel. So she was four foot eleven and a half, and the half made a big difference to her because it made her a little bit close to five foot. And uh, she came in, and she was struggling with carpal tunnel syndrome. Have you heard that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I've, for those who don't know, carpal tunnel syndrome, basically it's the nerve compressed in your wrist that gives you pins and needles in your hand. And she'd had the surgery to release the nerve and then was just left after it. So she's not in any rehab, so her hand has gone dead weak. So she basically didn't really use her. It was a right hand, didn't really use her hand. Um, so her daughter brought her in and she was 84, I think. And it was when we were here, so that's how long ago it was. Um, she was 84 and I said, right, like I said to most people, what, what do you want to achieve out of this? What do you want to get out of it? And she said, and this was in the September, August, September. She went, I just want to bake with my grandkids and write my Christmas cards at Christmas. And that were it. That's all she wanted to do. And it was just like, a, like we're getting lads and women coming in. I want to do Ironman. I want to do an ultra marathon. I want to do this. I want to have, have people in Olympics, you know, that type of mm -hmm. thing. And this lovely little woman is here. I just want to write my Christmas cards. I was like, oh, okay, it's a bit of a difference. But all right, let's see what we can do. So she came, to be fair to her, she was dead good with everything, stuck to everything we were saying. She came every couple of weeks, her daughter kept bringing her. 
And what I liked about it, eventually she was confident enough to come on her own. So I mean, she'd get bussing and all that. She was lovely, I loved it a bit. Um, and then come a couple of weeks before Christmas, there was a card on my desk and I'd opened it. And on this in this one side, it was two Jonathan, Merry Christmas, I love Ethel. And on the left side, there was a big paragraph like that. Oh, this was her 116th Christmas card and I've, I can't thank you enough and I'm baking with my grandkids and this, that, the other. And it was just <laughs> mega, do you know Shit. what I mean? I thought, class, do you know what I mean? Absolute mint and I loved it. It's Like I said, it, this was years ago and the full thing's always stuck in my head. And the year after, I actually sent her a Christmas card because I got the details off obviously my, my booking system and I thought, I'll send her one back. And I never heard anything. And obviously, yeah. I hope it's not that, but... Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it always stuck with me and that's... You give her what she wanted, man. So she wants, you know what I mean? She didn't want to do, do car wheels or anything. She just wanted to use her hand. I mean, it's a basic function that we're doing it now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I loved it, do you know what I mean? It's something that's always stuck in my head that I thought it was class. It's beautiful, man. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. I love that. There's, there's, lots, there's loads of stuff there, but that, that's one that's always sat with me, do you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to let, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up on that story. Yeah, yeah no bother. Pleasure. So if people, listen, I am very thankful to have you in my life, mate. Yeah. Knowing that if I ever get an injury, I can turn yeah, yeah. to you, right? Yeah. It's a big thing, that, yeah, isn't yeah. it, right? Yeah. Because, you know, fitness and stuff is such a massive part of my life and I love it. Yeah. And God help if something happened, I just know that I can turn to you. Yeah. And we'll it's su- you, it is such a big thing for me, yeah. that, mate. Um, look, if anybody's, well, if anybody's listening, I hope people are listening. Yeah. Um, if you've got an injury, Jonathan Collier, Injury Mechanics, how can they find you? Um, obviously our website, injurymechanics.com um, and obviously social media, we tend to be more, a bit more active Instagram these days. Um, so again, it's just Injury Mechanics on, on Instagram and yeah, that's pretty much it. There's <laughs> a ring, drops an email, book online, do what you need to do. Thanks so much, mate. No worries, mate. Fucking pleasure, pleasure as always. Pleasure, mate. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Tomorrow, what, what, you're